0: Well good morning, morning. (laughs) welcome to Canyon Hills today and it's just a delight to uh, see each of you here this morning uh, worshiping God and uh, is it hot enough for everybody yet? Okay, you come to church, it's a cool place, you know, and uh, so glad to have you here. Please take a moment to find your message outline and you can fill in the blanks as we go along and if you have a basket of pins underneath your chair on the aisle, outside aisles, just pass those pins to those who are near you today. Go ahead and turn in your Bible to 2 Kings, old chapter book, 2 Kings chapter 6, and we'll be there in just a moment. You know, uh, those of you that have known me for uh, several years and you've heard me share my story, you know that I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior uh, as a young child, about seven, eight years old. And so I've now been following Jesus for 50 years now. And I've learned that even though you know Him, even though you really love Him, even though you've experienced all kinds of blessings from Him, and even though you continue to do your best to serve Him, you can still find yourself in what I call a spiritual slump. You can get into a spiritual slump, a time of spiritual dullness. A time of spiritual sluggishness. And when you're in a slump, you're just disconnected from Jesus. Your heart is apathetic toward the mission of Jesus. You still care about it, but not like you once did. And your, your energy quickly disappears when it comes to serving others in the name of Jesus. When you're in a slump, you're just not connected. Your heart is more apathetic. Your energy for loving and knowing and serving God just wanes. So I want to I talk with you about what to do when you get in a slump. Maybe some of you have found yourself in kind of a slumber, summer slump, kind of Doing a lot of extra things and just gotten disconnected. What do you do when you've lost your cutting edge spiritually? Because there will come a time when you lose your spiritual edge. Your spiritual sharpness. Your spiritual power for ministry. Your spiritual effectiveness in ministry. Even David wrote this, O oh God, do not be so distant from me. Now, God was not distant from David, but David felt like he was. And maybe some of you this morning feel like God is far from you. Maybe you're not as close to God as you once were. Maybe today you feel like God has left you like David. But you know what? The scripture teaches us that God never leaves us. Amen? Amen. Never fails us. Never forsakes us. And so if God feels far from you, who moved? Maybe you're not where you used to be. Maybe spiritually you're not as sharp and effective as God wants you to be. And you know that you should be. But there's something you need to understand when we talk about a spiritual slump. When you are in a slump, you don't lose your salvation. But you do lose the joy of your salvation. You lose that joy on the inside. And you lose effectiveness for God on the outside. And in place of that joy that you once had. That effectiveness in serving God that you once had. There comes a spiritual indifference. And then the making Of no difference. In other people's lives. So what do you do. When you find yourself in a slump. What do you do. When you feel like you've lost your cutting edge spiritually. Well there's a story in the Bible. About a guy. Who literally lost. His cutting edge. He lost it. He lost the cutting edge. He lost that thing that made him effective. He lost the head to his axe. He was working and he lost it. He lost the cutting edge. The thing that made his work effective. He lost the head to his axe. But what I want you to know as we begin talking about this story. God gave him back his cutting edge. God gave him back the thing that he lost. And you need to know that God can give you back if you've lost it. Your cutting edge spiritually. The joy of your salvation. A heart for the mission of God. Effectiveness in the ministry for God. Listen to what the Bible says. Second Kings chapter 6. In your Bible or on the screen. It says, One day, The group of prophets that Elisha was in charge of complained to him. The place where we live is too small. Give us permission to go to the Jordan and cut down some trees so that we can build a place to live. All right, Elisha answered. And when they arrived at the Jordan, they began to work. As one of them was cutting down a tree, suddenly his iron axe head fell in the water. The head, his his cutting edge, flew off the handle, landed in the water, and sunk to the bottom of the Jordan River. Now, this really upset the guy because he was no longer effective. Everybody around him was chopping down trees, getting the job done, getting the work done, fruit from their labor. But now he was ineffective. He had lost his cutting edge. But he's also upset because... His axe was borrowed. Ever borrowed something and broke it? (laughs) Borrowed something to somebody and just broke it? Well, he, he broke the axe. And he was so upset, he said, what shall I do, sir? It was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall? Elisha asked. The man showed him the place. And Elisha cut off a stick. He threw it in the water. And he made the axe head float. Miracle. Everybody say miracle. Miracle. (laughs) Miracle. May this iron axe head float to the surface. Take it out, he ordered. And the man reached down and picked it up. Now, why did God put that story in the Bible? I think God put a story in the Bible to teach you and me what to do when we've lost our cutting edge. What to do when we've lost our power. The Spirit's power in our lives. I think God put it in the Bible to teach you what to do when you're in a spiritual slump and how to get out of it. So what do you do when you're experiencing a spiritual drought? You are dry. Everything spiritual seems dry. It seems like it's been a long time since the Spirit of God has spoken to you and has come raining down upon you. What do you do when you feel disconnected? When you keep going through all the spiritual motions that you know, but you're no longer effective? What do you do when you've lost that cutting edge? What do you do when you've lost it? You do what this man in this story did. Write this down. First of all, you admit that you lost it. You just simply admit, I lost it. You stop pretending like you got it all together spiritually. And instead, you admit to yourself and maybe some trusted friends, I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. But I am not close to God like I used to be. I have lost my cutting edge. Notice what what this man did. As one of them was cutting down a tree, his axe head fell in the water. And look at this. What shall I do, sir? It was a borrowed axe. The first thing he did was admit to Elisha that he lost it. He confessed that he lost the thing that he needed to be effective. Now, this guy could have slipped away. He he could have just kept it to himself and quit work. He could have just left the work to everybody else. A lot of other guys down there chopping on trees, he could have just quietly slipped away and left the work to everybody else. And you know, I've met some Christians like that. People who say, you know, I'm not as close to God as I used to be. And I, and I don't know why, but my heart's just not in it anymore. I've done a lot of serving in the past. So I'm just going to leave it to somebody else now. I, I kind of need a break. I've been close to God, but I'm just going to back off for a while. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back off and let somebody else be on fire for God. I'm going to let them have the cutting edge for God. And they just slip away. But notice this guy didn't do that. No, he admitted that he had lost it. Now, he also could have pretended that he still had it. He could have still pretended that he had the cutting edge. He he could have kept chopping with no axe head. Just pretend this axe head isn't on here. And he could have just been like this, nothing here. I know it, guys, but man, I'm going through it. You know, he could have just kept going through the motions and said, I'm just working along with the rest of you guys. That I'm, you know, we're gonna get it done. Didn't do it. He could have said, maybe if I keep moving, nobody will notice that I've lost my cutting edge. I'll just keep pretending that everything's okay. I don't want to admit it, that I've lost it. That I've lost the spiritual power in my life. He could have just said, I'll just keep going through the motions. But he didn't. Folks, it's a tragic sight when a Christian who's literally lost his cutting edge... Keeps going through the motions, just pretending to be close when he's not. That's a tragic sight. In fact, I think one of the most sad verses in all of the Bible is about Samson. Remember strong guy Samson? You know what the Bible says about Samson? It says this. He lost all of his power, but he didn't even know it. Sometimes as Christians, we, we just get so distracted and we get in this slump and we just so disconnect from god we think we still got it and we don't even know it we are so far from what god wants us to be the question is have you lost your cutting edge are you in a spiritual slump this summer and how do you know when you've lost your cutting edge write this down when you, your cutting edge is gone you start losing your love it's the first thing to go You start losing your love for God. You start losing your love for each other. The things of God just don't move you anymore. The things of of God don't touch your heart anymore. You sit through message after message and worship set after worship set and nothing moves you. Your heart is turned cold. Your fire for God is, is kind of gone. You're just showing up. You've lost that first love that you once had for Jesus. That love when you first said, Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me of my sin. And you sensed him just cleanse you and wash you and, and set you free. Jesus says the love that you had at first is God remember how far you have fallen. Return to me and change the way you think and act and then do what you did at first. He said, you've lost your cutting edge because you've lost your love for me. And when you lose your love for Jesus, all of a sudden serving him is no longer a delight, but it's just a duty. And you do it because you know it's the right thing to do, but there's no joy in it. There's no energy for it. And there's no effectiveness because of it. And that's just tragic. Next thing, when your cutting edge is gone, you start losing your faith. Not only your love, but your faith, your belief in God. Look at what David said. The the guy that God said, this this guy's after my own heart. David said, I had almost stopped believing. I had almost lost my faith. What's the result of being in a slump, of, of losing your cutting edge? Well, several things. Things like this. You stop seeking God. You used to have that, that quiet time where you just set it aside and no distractions. And, and you, you sought God. You read His word. You, you listened for His voice. You stopped listening to Him. You stop participating in the mission of God and the work of God. And when all of that starts taking place, then your spiritual growth stops. Your spiritual ministry just stops. The fruit from your life just stops. You just kind of back off and live a comfortable little existence and say, I am a Christian, but but I'm not as close as I once was. And maybe some of you are living like that right now. You've nearly lost all of your love and faith in God. You've nearly lost the joy of your salvation. Has has there ever come a time in your life when you were closer to God than you are right now? Has there ever been a time when you can actually say, there was a time when I was much closer to God than I am right now? If so, what are you going to do about it? Are are you just going to settle for where you are? Are you just going to say, I I know I'm not where I ought to be? Are you going to say, I know I'm not where I should be? Are you going to say, I know that I don't feel His presence much anymore in me? Folks, if if you're just going to settle for not being close to God, that's a lousy way to live the Christian life. The first step in reconnecting with God after you've lost your cutting edge is just to admit it, to say, God, I've lost it. I don't know where, I don't know how, but I don't feel close anymore. I've lost the joy of my salvation. I've lost my enthusiasm. I've lost that edge and I want it back. And so if that's where you are this morning, you need to say, God, reignite my passion. Reignite that fire for you in my heart once again. Light the fire deep down in my soul. Folks, that's the first step. When you have lost your cutting edge, just simply admit to God and yourself and maybe a couple of close, trusted friends, I've lost it and I want it back. Second, acknowledge where you lost it. Acknowledge where you lost that cutting edge. That's the second step in reconnecting with God. This man identified the exact spot where he lost his cutting edge. Elisha said, where did you lose it? And the guy goes, right there. I I dropped it in the water right there. Look at the Bible says, where did it fall in? The man showed him the exact place. Most of us know where we began to depart and draw away from God. Do you know where or how you lost your closeness? There's a lot of places where you can lose your cutting edge. Write this down. You can lose it at the place of just simple busyness. Busyness. You and I can get too busy with other things, and then we tend to forget God. And sometimes we can go days and and even hours and sometimes even months without really, really connecting with God. One of the easiest times to do that is during these summer months. Because we're doing all this extra stuff in the summer. We're going to the river. We're going, amen, going to the river. You know I love to boat. We're going to the river. We're going to the beach. We're doing backyard pool parties. We're doing special yard projects. We're having people over for barbecues. We're doing all really good stuff. But sometimes we get so busy with those things, so distracted by those things, that you can go days without even thinking about God without reading His Word, without listening to His voice. And through simple busyness, you end up neglecting the most important relationship in your life. And if you do that day after day and month after month, soon you're disconnected from the living God. Second, you can lose it through the place of obedience. Disobedience is not doing what you know God wants you to do. So when God tells you to do something and you ignore it or you delay it, it's an automatic disconnect. So what have you been procrastinating? What has God been speaking to your heart about doing, but you just won't do it? Have you been saying, I know God wants me to be in a C group, but not this fall. I'm I'm really busy this fall. Well, you probably said that last fall too, right? God's been speaking to your heart about fellowshipping with other believers, staying in the word more, and you say, but, but God, I just can't be in a C group. I know God wants to, to have me read his word more, and, and reading the word changes my heart and changes my mind, but I'm on the road so early, i got to get up and make this commute. Maybe you say, I know God wants me to talk with him more in prayer, but I don't. I know God wants me to forgive somebody, but I'm not ready. When God tells you to do something, you need to do it. Not tomorrow, not next week. Because disobedience will disconnect you from God. Next, you can lose it at the place of laziness. Busyness, disobedience, laziness. When you're lazy in your spiritual life and you stop doing the things that you know keep you close to God. You stop doing those things that you know keep you spiritually fit. Things like fellowshipping with other Christians, like attending worship each week, like tithing on the first part of the income that God blesses you with, like like serving others in the name of Jesus. When you get lazy and stop doing any of those things, those things that help your heart stay warm and close to God, you're going to get disconnected from Him. You can lose your cutting edge at the place of busyness, disobedience, or just plain laziness. Folks, when you've lost that cutting edge, admit you lost it. Acknowledge where you lost it. Say, God, I know I lost it and it was there. It was in busyness, God. I just let too many other things become first in my life. It was right in that spot, God. It was there. Next, expect God then to restore it. Expect God to give you back what you've lost. You see, God is able. And you've got to believe in Him. You've got to have faith in Him. And you can expect your God who wants you to be close to Him, you can expect Him to give you back what you've lost. The Bible says, so Elisha cut a stick, he threw it into the water at that very spot, The axe head floated to the top of the water. Now, that's pretty bizarre. Everybody say bizarre. Bizarre. That is strange. He does something strange. He cuts a stick, puts it in the water. This iron floats to the top. Now, what's the significance of the stick? Thought about that. Absolutely nothing. It was just a stick. It had nothing to do with the story except it was a visible demonstration of Elisha's faith. Elisha could have stripped off his shirt, thrown it in the water. Same thing would have happened. Could have thrown his shoe in the water. Same thing would have happened. He was just saying, I'm I'm going to do something that shows that I believe God will restore what this guy has lost. God, I believe in you. I put my faith in you to restore what he's lost. So Elisha was not a Houdini. He's not a David Copperfield. He's not an illusionist. He wasn't saying, watch me pull a rabbit out of the hat, guys, so you can all be amazed by me. No, he was just demonstrating his faith in God and saying, I expect you, God, to give this guy back what he has lost, his cutting edge. Now, you may have a problem with this miracle, but I don't have a problem with it at all. I figure if God, who created all the iron in the universe, if he created all the iron in the universe... He can make a couple pounds float up. Amen? Amen? I figure if God who made the law of gravity wants the law of gravity to be reversed, he can reverse it whenever he wants to. But no matter what you believe, the Bible says this lost axe head floated back. And the point of this story is this. God can restore what is lost even when it looks impossible. And all of God's church said, Amen. Amen. That's our God. The Bible says, with God, everything is possible. So what seems impossible in your lives this morning? What seems impossible? Maybe you're sitting there saying, I can never be close to God again. You're wrong. If you're thinking, I can never be blessed by God. You don't know what my life has been like. You're wrong. If you're thinking, I can never really be used by God, you are wrong. If you're thinking, I can never have his power in my life, you're wrong. If you're thinking, I will never see God give me his grace, his strength, his mercy, or his power, or his presence, because I've really messed up. That can't happen to me. It's just impossible for me. If you think that, you are absolutely wrong. Listen, God specializes in impossible recoveries. Amen? Amen. Impossible recoveries. In Jeremiah, the Lord says this. Look at this. If you return to me, look at this, I will restore you so that you can continue to serve me. That's a promise of the living God to every one of you seated here this morning. The truth is, you can reconnect to God this morning. You can break out of any kind of a spiritual slump. You can return to God. And when you do, He will restore you from the inside out. The question is, how do you start? You simply return to God. You run back to God. And he will restore your cutting edge. When you've lost it. Admit that you've lost it. Acknowledge where you lost it. God it was in busyness. Expect God to restore it. Have faith in God's ability. The one who loves you. With all of his heart. And last this morning. Then reach out and receive it. Receive back your cutting edge. The Bible says. Elisha said to him. Now get it. And the prophet reached in and grabbed it. Now, don't miss this point. The God who floated the axe head to the top of the water that was resting at the bottom of the river just as easily could have flown that axe head out of the water and dropped it in the guy's hands. No need for the guy to reach in and grab it. But God didn't do that. He just brought it to the top. And then God said through Elisha, now reach in and grab it. What's the point? you got to do your part. You have to do your part to recover what you've lost. You need to reach and grab it. Once again, the Bible says, Jesus says, the love you had at first is gone. Remember how far you have fallen away from me. Return to me and change the way you think and act and do what you did at first. In other words, repeat those things that you did at first. You were in the Bible. You were in the Word. You were in fellowship. You were in service. All of those things. If you've gotten disconnected from God, you can restore your cutting edge by doing these three things. And they're not on your outline, so write them down somewhere. First of all, remember. Get alone with God and remember what it was like when you were close to Him. Think about how good it felt to be in the center of His will. To have a clear conscience. To experience... The joy of being connected and walking close to him. Remember those, those good times. And then look at how far you've fallen away. And then return. Take the steps you need to take to get back to God. And then repeat those things you did at first. Just keep doing the right things again and again and again. To receive back your cutting edge, remember how far you've fallen. Return to God and repeat the right things again. And folks, if you don't get anything else today, I want you to get this. You are as close to God as you want to be. You're as close to God as you want to be. You can't blame it on anybody else, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your parent. You are as close to God as you want to be. Now, do you know why some people are so connected to God and you can tell it and you know it? Do you wonder why some people are so blessed by God, empowered by God, used by God? It's because they want to be. They draw near to God and the Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. God will draw near to you if you will draw near to him, but you've got to want to. If you want God to bless you, if you want God to do miracles in your life, if you want to experience his presence and power in your life, you've got to reach out and receive it. He will restore the cutting edge to you, but you've got to reach out and receive it. You've got to have some want to. David said it this way. I long to be able to enter your courtyard and come near to the living God. My question to you is this. Do you long to be near to your living God? Folks, return to God and he will restore what you have lost. When you've lost that edge, admit it. Acknowledge where you lost it. Expect God to restore it. He can and he wants to and he will. And then you reach out and receive it. The secret to getting out of a summer spiritual slump. The secret to getting your cutting edge back. The secret to getting back your spiritual effectiveness. Is to fall in love with Jesus again. And to start following, really following Jesus again. And all of God's people said, Amen. Would you bow your heads with me? If you're really, really honest this morning and you say, Pastor, I am in kind of a slump. And I want to get out of it. I want my cutting edge back. I want to be close to God. Would you pray this prayer just quietly in your heart? As I pray, it, would you repeat it in your heart? With all your heart. And God will restore your cutting edge. As I pray, would you pray, God, I want to reconnect with you today. Please pull me out of my slump. Restore to me my cutting edge. Warm up my heart. Increase my faith. I want you to be first in my life. From this moment on. And if you prayed that prayer. Would you just. Confess that and say. Lift your hands. Say pastor I want you to pray for me this week. I'm in a slump. Okay. Wonderful. Just be courageous. Let us know. All right. Amen. Thank you for being courageous. And honest. God will bless you for that. But if you're here this morning and you have never even started a relationship with God. But you want to. You want to have some of these things I've been talking about. The the joy of salvation and being close to God who loves you. If you've never started that relationship, you can do that by praying this prayer. and Repeating it in your heart after me. But you just pray this prayer. God, you deserve first place in my life. You made me. You love me. You died for me. You have a plan for me. So today I open my heart to you. I ask that you forgive my sins. And I ask that you come live in my life. And as best as I know how. I will follow you. Once again, this morning, the Bible says, Jesus says, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. Would you just say, Pastor, I, I prayed that prayer. First time I invited Jesus into my life this morning. Would you just lift your hand wherever you are? Confess Jesus, and we'll pray. Anybody? Amen. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you love us so very much. We thank you that you have so much patience and grace with us. But Lord, this morning, we return to you with all of our hearts. And may you do exciting, powerful things in each life here this morning. May you do exciting and extraordinary, powerful things through this group of followers that we may impact the world around us, that more might come to know Jesus. We pray in your precious name, Lord. And all of God's people said,